The goal is to hand it off to somebody else, right? We want to delegate. We want to get things off our plate so that we can focus on what we really love to do. But you can't do that without understanding first. You cannot hand your money over to somebody if you don't understand the financial health of your business. So no matter what, you should learn this. You should know this. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. When you first said it, I was going to hang up. (laughs) It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for like McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, onto our show from Alibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I I can't do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, panning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is Lashcast, your friend in the lash industry. Coming to you from the City Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Today we have Cecilia Wiscombe coming on our podcast to talk about really probably one of the less sexy things in our industry, and that is our finances, meaning like bookkeepers, CPAs, QuickBooks, all this stuff that, by the way, is an absolute necessity. It's not one of those things like, I, I don't really have to do marketing. If you're really already busy, you know what? You can stop doing marketing because you have a full clientele who's become your marketing machine to bring new clients. But all of us, not one person is allowed to get away with not doing their finances because if you don't, you just avoid the IRS and one day it's going to come back and haunt you. So you want to do it right. You need to set it up correctly. And Cecilia actually has a background in this before she moved into the lash industry. And she's here to help educate us in different areas like we're going to talk about today about bookkeepers versus CPAs. Who are they? Do we need them? We're going to talk about business expenses. Like what is a business expense? Because there's a lot of people putting out advice out there for things that actually you can't write off. We're also going to talk about what you can write off. We're going to talk about how hard or easy it really is to set up QuickBooks. And then also we're going to talk about, just give a quick overview or introduction onto what QuickBooks is. And Cecilia actually has a class, guys. This is a class that you should all be signing up for, especially if you don't already have someone doing your accounting, someone like a CPA or a bookkeeper who's helping you keep your numbers in order. This class is going to give you all the basic tools that you need so that you can at least, if you're small still, you can do it yourself. You really can't. You don't have to have someone do it. We're at a point where I just send over all my information to our our bookkeeper. We we have a CPA, but we pay a bookkeeper to our monthly numbers because truth is, if I had to do it, it would just be a hot mess. At this point, I need to know what the numbers mean, but I don't have to organize it and categorize it and all that. I'll let someone else do that. And that's what she's going to tell you how if you're still small, like, you're, you know, let's just say you're getting started or maybe you, you like this stuff. And some of you love numbers. So you're like, you know what? I want to save myself a couple hundred bucks. So I'm going to do it myself because I'm good at it. I like it. So either way, hopefully when you walk away from this episode, you're going to have a little better understanding of what you need to do and where you can sign up to get the help that you need. But before we do that, we have announcements. announcements. 
All right, what do we have coming up? Well, we have one, two things left, really. We have our first thing I want to talk about is our last business masterclass. That is going to be in Reno on July 25th, 26th. Last I checked with Michelle, I think we have two spots left. So this, by the time you hear it from here, it, eh, it might be gone. <laughs> but in case there's a spot or two, or maybe Michelle will let more people in. You never know. You can right now go to the link in the show notes and go and sign up today. It's $1,000 for two days of the most business intensive days you'll ever get. It's like getting a master's degree in business in two days. We're going to cover all sorts of stuff. Pricing, customer service, how to build a business, how to set up correctly, marketing, branding, all sorts of stuff. It's going to be us. It's going to be Michelle. It's going to be Caitlin. It's going to be people from our team, like their CPA or their chief financial officer, CFO. It's going to be a lot of people who have a lot of experience teaching everything they know about business and it's going to be huge guys so please do not miss this this is a chance for you to really get kind of a real good foundation if you're especially if you're just starting out or you have no idea and you've been in this industry for years and you're like still i don't know what i'm doing this is a class so let's go sign up lashcon is also as you know we're in the final three months of lashcon i can't believe it it's just around the corner cannot wait and we have a three-month payment plan Prices are going up, I think, in about a week. So it's $7.97 right now for a three-month payment plan. So do that. Buy your tickets now. Don't wait. Don't delay. And by the way, airfare in the fall is usually cheaper. So you, can, you right now, I know summer gets kind of crazy, but in the fall, prices do drop. Buy your tickets. I've always been told, Tuesday, buy your tickets on Tuesday for airfare, and you'll save money there. And then we have Lash Labs. If you already bought a ticket, you should be signed for Lash Labs. We have all sorts of great classes, doing lash lifting, doing lash styling, website design. If you want to build a website, like, oh, man, I really need a website. You should sign up for Stephen's Lash Lab course on building a website. In three hours, you will have a working website. That is a guarantee. He will get you there. So if you've been wanting to get that done for only $150, you can come and get that. There's other classes too. So go to our link in the show notes and look up our Lash Lab classes and get those add-ons. Oh, we have a salon owner breakfast, by the way. So if you want to come, if you're a salon owner and connect and meet other salon owners, this is a great chance for me to hang out with you in a bunch of room. Salon owners have breakfast together and connect. And then we also have our party only tickets. So if you have someone who wants to come, who's not really into the trade show, not into the classes, but wants to hang out, have fun with everyone, that is the ticket for them. Only $99 to get all four nights, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Four nights of social activities, hanging out with your friends. And we, as you know, this year we have alternative things. We have a movie night on Monday. We have escape rooms on Sunday. We have a lounge that's going to be available during the whole thing that you can go hang out with and just hang out with friends and talk. So lots of alternative things in case you're not a party. Don't worry. We have things for you to do on top of the trade show and the classes and so forth. So go to the link in the show notes and sign up today. We would love to see you here in October. Right now we have over 1,200 people coming. We're hoping for 14. We'll see where we land. So, all right, guys. Well, that's all for announcements. Now let's sit down with Cecilia and really talk about all things finances, bookkeepers, and QuickBooks. Hey, smart cookies. I am so excited to introduce today. We are in studio with a very special Ooh. gift. Yes. <laughs> Cecilia Wiscombe, thank you for coming. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so excited. Cecilia is someone we've known for a while now and someone who really has a unique niche in our industry. Aside from just being really a cool person, she's got <laughs> really uh, knowledge about things I think all of you out there listening right now need to get 
get your act together because it's something that we, I think we all just throw away and hope it will go away and get better. And that is talking about QuickBooks or I was, I'm about to say accounting, but you said, don't use accounting. What do you like to call it? Financial organization. It's a scary word, right? Yes. Anything financial. Yeah. So I know we talked about those words like the accounting and bookkeeping and all that stuff. We <laughs> might have just lost half of you. For me, when you start talking about financial things, it's just like, wah, wah, wah. Oh, because totally. it's like, the joke is as a beauty professional, we can't do math, right? It's just, it's just not a sexy thing to think about, right? Yeah. And by the way, this is maybe one of the most important things that you need to think about and talk about. And it's easy to say, no, no, no. I just want to talk about how I can post pictures on Instagram better or how I can be you know, cute and make people look beautiful, whatever. That stuff's great. You have to be good artists. You have to have good customer service. But man, financial literacy and understanding what's going on in your books is literally the thing that could kill your business if you don't know it. Well, it's the foundation of success. We were crazy busy and super valued in our community for our services, but we were drowning because we weren't charging enough. The books were a mess. And I was like, why am I like a mouse on a wheel? And it wasn't until we got our financial literacy together and we got educated, then things changed. So I think it's a foundation that people need. So I'm really excited to have you here because I know that you can illuminate a lot of us that may be struggling in this area. Yeah, I hope so. You know, I think financial organization, knowing your numbers is the backbone for our business, for longevity in our business. Nobody wants to be in business and invest all of this money and learn so much to just be in business two to five years. And the statistics, unfortunately, are against us when it comes to being a solopreneur. And so much has changed since the pandemic. And so now is the time for everyone to really buckle down and do the unsexy thing, like you said earlier, right? Okay, yeah. but are you go- okay so I'm so scared. Is it going to be like, like we can't understand <laughs> it? Like, are you going to be able to give us tangible things that we can actually work with and, and, and transform? I mean, Tuss, literally, before like, we were talking about this yesterday, goes, I think I'll just be silent the whole time and do nothing. I'm like, no, Tuss, you <laughs> represent the average person when it comes to the stuff that you hate. My brain is not wired to this. I just kind of glaze over, but I know it's so important. And I know some of our, many of my lash sisters have the same affliction. And that's true for most of us. What happens is that we have to know at least the basics. So when you learn to use QuickBooks, people are already intimidated by it because their accountant uses it, their bookkeeper uses it. So they think, well, they use it. I I don't know how to use it. That's That's like a professional tool, man. It is, but it's also the simplest tool. Now, it's one step above a spreadsheet. Yeah, we can use a spreadsheet. It's great, right? A spreadsheet is simple to use. You you put in your numbers in each column and each row. That's great. But what the spreadsheet won't tell you is how your business is actually doing right now or last week or last month or last year. You mean like the health of it? The health of it. So how much money did you spend? How much money did you make? So learning to organize your finances, it's actually a lot simpler, but we've just been intimidated by it. And I'm here to help those that feel intimidated or feel like they can't learn it to learn it because it is simpler than what we think. It's just nobody teaches it simply, especially for the solopreneur that doesn't need to have all of the bells and whistles of accounting. They just need the basics. Yeah. Like you can wing it as a a solopreneur. So please help us. Yeah. Please. (laughs) So before we get into all that, because I think this is going to be hopefully really helpful. So stick around guys. Don't skip to the next 
podcast about something simple and pretty, but this is an important work. Let's first find out why we brought you in, because uh, you you really were the first person I ever ran into who has this background, who talked about it. So maybe you can share with everyone a little bit uh, about why you got into this and, and all that. My background was in small business bookkeeping before I got into the beauty oh, really? industry. Yeah. Oh, so cool. in high school, I always wanted to go to aesthetic school, but it wasn't in my parents' plan, if you will. <laughs> right. Yeah, so following, yeah. and being an immigrant of immigrant parents coming to the US, they have these grander dreams for their kids. It's what they sacrifice, right? Exactly. For Doctor, exactly. Lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Where, where did your parents come from? Yes. We are from Peru. I was born oh, Peru. in Peru. Oh yes. wow. That's yeah. so cool. Is that where yeah. you got those gorgeous eyes? Yeah. On my, my mom's Brazilian side. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So parents came here to give you this exactly. amazing life, not a beauty professional. Not a beauty professional. <laughs> and so I, I went to college and my dad has had his own construction business and he was just trying to do it all together. And so I decided to kind of step in and help him with the back end of the business. I've always loved the entrepreneurship side. I always felt like I would end up in one way or another, being self-employed, being an entrepreneur, growing up with my dad, growing his business from nothing. So I self-taught myself how to use QuickBooks because that is what his accountant said that is what he needed to use. So this was, gosh, 25, 28 years ago. And through a lot of trial and error, and I had no one to guide me. I had no one to show me. And I made several mistakes, which sadly... (laughs) cost my dad money. Mm. Another reason why I want to teach this. So I did small business bookkeeping for many, many years. I did corporate accounting for many, many years. And then the company, the big, it was a big clothing retailer, the Wet Seal. Oh, Mm -hmm. Wet Seal. Yes. So I was one of their accountants there and the company went under. So we were all let go. And we were going through a very tumultuous time in my family. We had just lost a baby Mm. and then I lost my job. And so it was just like, it was almost like, yes. But to me, after I got through that, it was like, what am I doing with my life here? And I wanted to feel fulfilled. And so two months later, I looked at my husband and I said, I'm enrolling in beauty school. I want to finally do this, something I wanted to do since I was 16 years old. It's wow. like out of the ashes. Out of the a ashes, the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Went to beauty school, enrolled, met a gal there who did lashes, fell in love with lash extensions. Mm. And I've been doing lashes since 2015. Okay. So but almost basically eight years now, you're going ahead in eight years. Yeah. And then me running my own business, And growing my business, obviously, knowing what I knew, I put it into effect in my own business. And as I met students and other lash professionals, I realized, oh my gosh, everybody's stressed out about taxes right now, especially November, December, January, February. (laughs) Everybody has this fear of not knowing what's going to happen for them financially. And then when COVID happened and everybody was left with almost nothing. And people were just frantically trying to figure out how to make ends meet and how to keep their businesses afloat. I realized that I needed to help my fellow lash professionals in a different way than just lash artistry. Um, And so that's when I, um, I started talking to people about their financial organization and letting them know that, Hey, you can do this. There is a way 
to do this without being good at math. You don't have to know math. You don't have to know accounting, but you can do this and rebuild your business and grow your business in other ways for long-term success. That's wonderful. And I'm excited to hear that you actually not just had your own personal experience doing accounting, but you actually worked in corporate. I mean, you and helped your dad with his business. So obviously, you know your stuff and you've been around. And I think the thing is, most people don't do this because they're just scared and they don't know. And I felt like when we had staff that financial literacy was actually one of our biggest problems. Like, they don't understand the numbers of what it takes to run a business and they just assume always the worst about employers. Like, you know, so it was always, I, and I realized we're not going to be talking about employer stuff, but I realized our industry, when we had staff that, wow, financial literacy just doesn't exist. There's literally no background, no marker to judge them off of. It's like people are just looking at their bank account. I have money. Okay. I can spend money. Yeah. don't have money. I guess I'm saving. And you know? so that yes. would translate just, you know, to the business. People wouldn't understand why does the business get half? I should be getting half of everything that I'm producing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't financial literacy. The business doesn't work that way. Yeah, so. you know, that business doesn't get half. But that said, let's get into it because I think really helped me. Hopefully today people will be a little bit more warm to the idea that they could go into this, that they can learn this, that they don't have to just write checks or not, no one writes checks anymore. Use your <laughs> debit card and just hope that there's enough money in the account that they can actually have tools in place that can help them with it. So first off, you've been helping people now for how long you've been helping people. You have a program set up to actually help lash artists with it. How long has this been going for you? Yeah, actually I launched QuickBooks for Beauty Pros in January. Okay. So the online course has been available since January. I've been helping students like my lash students and we would kind of go deeper into other more business aspects of their training so that they go and they're learning how to do lashes, but Hey, you got to know how to manage your money Is as it well. Is like a workshop? I haven't done a workshop yet. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a, but it is this, it's a series of videos, I guess, or yes. that yeah. they watch it, walks them through the basics and all that. Oh my goodness. I mean, from the moment, from, from even choosing the correct plan yeah. to creating their login to all of the basic setup. So you don't assume anything, right? Every no. step of the way they're being so walked through So this is for somebody who is like completely like me, illiterate. Completely. And we do go over some basic accounting terminology. You don't need to know the debits, the credits, none of that. That's yeah. useless for us. Okay. We don't need to know that. What we need is the simple basic stuff to be able to put our money in the correct buckets so that when we file our taxes, we just say, here you go, accountant, here are my reports, here are my numbers. And they take it from there. And that's it. Instead of spending hours and hours and hours trying to figure it out at the end of the year. Yeah. So you actually help with the lexicon and, and help them understand what words they do need to know and the ones that they just ignore and go on. Exactly. Don't worry about this. Uh, accounts receivable, accounts payable, all that stuff. Don't not gonna have to sit there and really stress over that. No, we don't invoice our clients. No. Our clients come in, they pay us in that moment, and then they leave. Yeah. I don't need to invoice anybody. I'm not waiting for people to pay in the future, so I don't have an accounts payable and accounts receivable account. Yeah. Okay, so in some ways, I'm kind of lost already. Yeah. But let's say the client comes in, the pays, and then what are you supposed to do? Like, let me just tell you how bad I was when I first opened. People would add tips. I wouldn't even add the tip. And then I wouldn't even batch them at the end of the night. There were days that I didn't, I didn't even like send it in. 
this is a different time. This is all automated now with if you're using Square. Exactly. It's, it's done. Is, but back in the, the day, dark this is 2006. when she had a little terminal in 2006, you would actually, at the end of the day, people would get right on the credit card slip a tip. Then you'd have to go back into that and actually add in an additional tip. And then what she's saying, batch, you would have to hit submit. And then the thing would run the report at the end of the day once the whole day's over. And those, all those charges would be updated with tips. So, so when I was in college, I had a part-time job at a hair salon. So this is in the mid-90s, way back, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we even used, you know, the carbon oh, credit oh, card where you swiped it and it would copy the credit card. And so I know all about that batching. But thankfully, now with technology, yeah. there's even less that we have to do. So it's literally everything is organized in the software. The, it pulls the information automatically from the bank that you connect. And all you have to do is just check. Check. Yep, that's the correct account it needs to go to. The software QuickBooks is so incredibly smart that when it downloads it from your bank, let's say you bought something from Lash Company ABC, because you're over time, you're teaching it, it recognizes that same, that distributor. And yeah. so it'll say lash supplies. Yeah. And all I have to do is click confirm. And so it puts it in my lash supplies bucket. Okay. So when the client pays at the end of the day, does that already, it goes into the QuickBooks. So you don't have to be like, you don't have to move the you stuff import, in the yeah, no. no, you don't. You import it in, at, in the month. Oh, import, I'm still they, in the dark ages. Okay. So, so it's automatic. Actually, it's automatic. So yeah, you connect automatic, when yeah. you create your QuickBooks account, and I walk you through the setup. I walk you through the linking of your bank account to your QuickBooks account. So now they're talking. Okay. Now they are connected. Okay. They are like one. So all of your bank transactions are now mirrored into your QuickBooks account. And so when your client pays you, then you're going to see it there as money received or income. Uh -huh. And all you have to do is click, okay, this is Lash Services income. Now you can get very detailed and you can get real nitty gritty. And let's say this was a lash service. This was a lash lift service. This was a wax service. I don't do that. I don't have time for that. Yeah. You don't need to, unless you want to make changes in the future, like which service is making me the most money and kind of restructure your business. My accountant doesn't need to know. He just wants the total amount of money that was made. Yeah. So I just have it all in one income bucket. And so it all goes in there. Just as a heads up, your software that you're using for those services probably has a report if you want to, that you can just say, I want to know how much money I made off lashes or how much I made off lash lift, how much I made off brow tweezing. And you can get that report as a separate from your accounting. Oh, completely. If you're, cause again, you're not dealing with taxes here. So if it's off a little bit, it's okay. You're just wanting to get an idea like, oh wow, 75% of my services were actually lash related. And that way, if you're just trying to figure out where to double down or what exactly. is really a strength, that's where you'd go and use that. Yeah, I recommend that more for personal knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Rather than for tax preparation. IRS doesn't care where you get your money from. No, they just care <laughs> that you tell them. The total amount of what you made. That's all they want. How much did you make? Because we're going to tax that money. Exactly. Okay. I still feel really lame. Can you explain to me, how do you start? Start what? Being financially literate, like <laughs> understanding like how to use this and stuff. I'm lucky because I have Paul that has this brain. You're barely financially literate. And it has allowed me to be super ignorant about this stuff because I just know that I have a concern and he takes care of it. 
But let's say I needed to know, like, and I've just been winging it and just paying the bills and... Not keeping track of anything. Not keeping track of anything, but somehow just kind of staying ahead of it, like feeling like, I hope I have enough money to do this. I hope I... By the way, I for those of you who this is what I was gonna say earlier, and what you're saying makes sense was leads into that. There's last artists I would interview all the time back in the day when we hired, and almost all of them always said, "Oh yeah, I'm really, really excited to go work in a salon again because at the end of the year I always owe so much money on payment plans." Almost all of them were like, "I have a payment plan to pay back the IRS because I owed like eight thousand dollars at the end of the year." And I didn't have 8000 in savings because I didn't realize that working for yourself, you got to be putting money aside to pay the IRS. So Okay, so girls, so, yeah. listen to me, girls and boys. <laughs> if this is you, do not feel shame, all right? This is a safe space, and we can, ch- <laughs> we can change today. Like, okay, if you've been winging it, we're not going to wing it anymore. So I guess the idea is if someone right now listening is like, I literally, all I do is have, I have my checking account, and I just make sure I never go below zero, where do I start? Well, the first thing is knowing that you do need to set yourself up, your business up for success, knowing that you need to have a tool to start that. And I still rely a lot on my accountant with questions. Well, how much should I save? Mm -hmm. I can't tell you that. I can't tell you how much money you should be saving for taxes. That is a question for your financial professional, your tax professional. But what I'm going to do is I am going to have the tools so that everything is will be ready for this person. Or so when he tells me you need to save this much because it's based on how much you made last year, I need to know how much I made so that I know I'm saving the right amount of money. So when I do have to owe taxes, which being (laughs) self-employed, we do, then I have the right amount without feeling the stress of where is this money going to come from? Okay. So number one is we need tools. We need tools. We need tools. That's what QuickBooks is. And that's what QuickBooks is. So we need tools. And then you also mentioned this professional, this tax person, Mm -hmm. the person that's a CPA, CPA, your CPA or your certified bookkeeper who who understands self-employment taxes. Okay. You got to find somebody that is knowledgeable in self-employment, the process of filing for self-employed individuals, because it's very different. Let's get clarification between CPA and you said certified, what was it? Bookkeeper. A certified bookkeeper. Or tax professional. So we hire a CPA, but there are bookkeepers that you can hire that could do your taxes, obviously by a much lower rate than a CPA, I'm assuming. Typically. Typically, yeah. What's the difference between those two different players? Well, a CPA will just have their licensed, if you will, certified public accountant. They have taken extensive courses to be a licensed professional. It's kind of like an attorney and a paralegal. Okay. Okay. An attorney has the license to be able to go and represent you. A CPA will be able to represent me with the IRS. If there are any issues, a CPA will be able to say, if I get audited, then he will be able to represent me in a case such as that. It's okay. just a, an extra measure of authority in terms of now, legal. Now, yeah. bookkeeper, are they not a certified bookkeeper? Is that different? They're not that it same It depends level? on their knowledge, mm-hmm. but typically, no, they will not be able to do that. They don't okay. have the knowledge, experience, capacity. Again, not everybody. But because are they not licensed in a sense for that too? Correct. So the IRS would look at that and say, oh, my bookkeeper can talk to you. And they'd be like, no, we're just going to talk to you because your bookkeeper to us is not a CPA They'll talk to anybody as okay. long as they get no, their money. About- okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. it essentially is just for the more extreme of cases. Yeah. I trust my bookkeeper as much as I trust my CPA. But yeah. if I were to get audited, I would hire my CPA to represent me in a situation like that. So 
like for us, we have a bookkeeper that we pay a lot cheaper. And then we have our CPA only, I see once a year. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> it's the, a fraction of yeah, the cost. It's like Lily for an hour. It's quite a bit comparably, but I trust him emphatically because even my bookkeeper is like, I don't know all the, the tax laws and what, exactly. what qualified for as this and that and what percentages to take for this and that. So he, he passes that on to the CPA. And once a year, we sit down and actually this year, because they delayed our payments till our taxes till October, I'm actually sitting down with them in like a week or two to finally finalize our 2022. Yeah. But that said, so for people, do you highly recommend that, if, especially if you're a solo artist, let's just say you're making forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000, paying for a CPA seems a little pricey. Is it probably just okay to get a bookkeeper and have them organize all your finances so that then you can use like TurboTax or some of those things? It really depends on your tax entity. Okay. And that is whether you are a sole proprietor, are you an LLC, are you an a S corporation? Yeah. It all depends on that because the way a single member LLC typically files the same as a sole proprietor. Exactly. So it's simple. You could probably get away with doing that. Now, yeah. if you're an S-corp and you run payroll for yourself, or it just depends on the entity, then me, I wouldn't mess with it. Even though I'm a solo lash artist, I wouldn't mess with it. And now, even a background in accounting too. No, so you- <laughs> no because I don't know the laws. Yeah. I don't know. And they I change am not too, up to all the time, exactly. right? And they do. Certain percentages change. Certain tax breaks change. Like I know meals and entertainment went away completely, I think, for a short time. For a short time. And then they brought it back. So it's like, that's important to know because right. that, that could be a lot of money. Exactly. I mean, and sometimes a certain something that you spend money on could be only deductible for 50% of yeah. what you spend. Like but those, we think yeah. like, it's tax deductible, it's tax deductible. Yeah. But it might only be 25% of that amount. It might be 50, yeah. it might be 100%. It just depends. I don't know. I mean, I know the basics, but my CPA will be able to tell me like, hey, you're overspending here when you're tax break is not high enough for you to be spending so much yeah. on there. He's the one that's able to analyze my spending so that I can strategize for the following year. I want to increase, my goal is to increase my profits, not increase my revenue. I want to increase the money in my pocket. And my CPA is there to tell me, hey, you're overspending here because the tax break there is so not that, yeah. worth it. Yeah. Not budgeting. That's completely different than budgeting. So that's why I need that professional. I, I do need to put a disclaimer just so people know. Yes. We are not giving any <laughs> financial or legal advice here. We are discussing just the world, just so you're more aware of it and become informed that you need to go get that expertise so that people don't quote us. And, well, I'm going to do this. Like, man, eh, I would really strongly encourage. This does encourage, not constitute legal advice. Yeah, I think yes. really. In, or financial, in financial advice. advice. Or financial. Yeah. People, what they need to do, especially, it sounds like if they are, a really sole proprietor LLC, most likely there's a lot, it's a lot could be a bookie or could be enough and they can file themselves and do all that. But if they want to go, if they definitely go the corporation round, especially if you get over like a hundred K becoming a corporation becomes more and more a logical choice for most people. At least when I've talked to people. Well, it just depends also on your personal assets. Yeah. Do you have a lot to protect personally? Yeah. Are you a homeowner or a renter? Yeah. Do you own property or not? All yeah. of that, because you're not going to go and spend all the money to incorporate when there's really not there's enough to, to protect. protect. Yeah. <laughs> so those are all questions for your CPA. And that's why you should sit down. 
at least uh, at the beginning, you could probably just start with a bookkeeper, but eventually you should be at least on a CPA, right? Yeah. And most CPAs to just to do a simple file can charge anywhere between 250 and $500. Which isn't bad. No, you can save $50 a month throughout the year to cover that expense. And the amount of money they may save, you could be in the thousands. Exactly. And the time. And the time. The time and the stress of doing it on your own. I did our taxes for like 15 years and I was like, wait a minute, I spend days organizing, going back, checking all the numbers, making sure that everything's in the right bucket, and then filing, and then still stressing about certain things that, well, am I missing something? Because I really don't believe TurboTax has my best interest in mind. So, and then I found out, wait, for like 400 or 500 bucks, someone can do it. And all I do is I spend one hour just making sure everything's in the right place. And then they literally almost do it right there on spot. Da-da-da-da-da. Oh, boy, here's what you owe. And I'm like, wow, that was fast. Yeah, because TurboTax and all of those softwares for tax filing, they're really meant for the W-2 employee, where everything's straightforward. Here's your W-2. This is what you got paid. These are the taxes that got taken. Everything's already been Everything, done. Yeah. Kinda You're not expensing anything. Everything is just cut and dry. Yeah. That's what those software systems were made for, truly. So solopreneur, someone working for themselves, it could be a little less... Friendly, it sounds like. Yes. Yeah. Because so, like you said, things can fall through the cracks. Yeah. In spreadsheets, you get to the end of the year and you're frantic about organizing everything and then you put everything into a spreadsheet. Some things are going to get missed and you're not going to be able to maximize your potential deductions to lower that tax liability or the money that you would potentially owe because you missed some things because they weren't organized correctly on a monthly basis. Now let's talk about deductions because that's an area that you, I think a lot of people love to throw around, especially as I see coaches like, oh, you can deduct this. And there's times I'm like, no, no, you can't deduct that. I mean, they're just literally giving the worst advice because they just want you to buy their training often. <laughs> and to say that they'll say outrageous things. What in generally, when it comes to business, are you allowed to deduct? And maybe, or what are some things that people you? They think they can deduct, but they really can't. Yeah. So for example, I'll give you the cannots first. You go and shop for some clothes to wear to work at Target, at H&M, at wherever. Black pants, black shirt. That's technically not a uniform because it's not branded. So that's not a tax deduction. So if they do, which I've seen one person say, if you just put your name on all your clothing... It's branded with your salon name. That becomes a uniform, uniform, which is a tax deduction. It is a tax deduction. Is a name tag okay? Or it actually has to be like embroidered Embroidered. or the name tag would be the deduction, not the clothing. (laughs) I see. doesn't cost a lot of money. (laughs) So if you had it embroidered or ironed on or a patch or something like that on the clothes, then the clothes would become a uniform. Yes. The cost of getting that shirt, the cost of embroidering it, the cost of patching it on. That is the so deduction. Not bad, Get by the way. Uh, not bad at, when you think about going around town and you're wearing your uniform, but it's nice clothes, but you've had embroidered or something. Not a bad idea because you're now people are walking to see you look cool and they see your, though your logo. Oh, you're a lash artist. It could even be a form of marketing while you're out and around. So, like your smock, get that embroidered with yeah. your business, your name. But what about the dress? Because I buy a bunch of these cheap dresses and they're not worth not writing off <laughs> it, I mean, no. but it adds up yeah, it yeah. Adds up. no these are my discount dresses but yeah. they're easy laundered they're comfortable but if i want it i could like embroider or you and know lash cast lash or, or something yeah. here is here's the caveat with that they all have to be extremely similar to each other okay ah. so if you were to buy 
the dresses, but they all have different designs, different patterns. Yeah, no Just uniform. because you put your name on it doesn't mean that it's a uniform. Well, okay, but okay. they're all exactly the same dress. Like no, the well, shape of the dress. The shape is of the, the dress, same, is exactly, but the and, pattern on it is not branded. That makes sense. I mean, again, that would be a weird loophole. I mean, people would be like buying very gray. Yeah. But if the fabric's the same and no, the cut no, is exactly no. the same, it's, it's all right. about it's because it's branding, so it's business related. I get it. Okay, I mean, think about sense. uniform. I mean, people wear uniforms. But it, your you, smock, your smock, yeah, yes, could be okay. easily. Yeah, if you go to Target, they're not. Well, actually, Target does wear different clothes. They wear their own shirts. Bad example. But if you go to Macy's. And someone's wearing, actually, I think no, they, no, the makeup counters they have like sm- yeah. or Sephora. Yeah, they, have they smart, wear smart, but they have a flight attendants. You know, hotel staff, hotel staff. All right, so cool. So that's one that that's why I hear all the time. What about cars? I hear this a lot where people are like you can ride off driving to work. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Unless you buy a car, the minimum purchase recently changed, but it's in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. The car mm-hmm. has to be valued. I want to say like 500,000 or something like it recently changed. So don't quote me on that amount, but the car has to be a certain value for it to be a tax deduction. So me driving my Toyota Highlander to work is not a tax deduction. Now me driving to go to LashCon, that mileage from my house to LashCon, that is a tax deduction because I am going to a business Event. event. That's not your workspace, but it's not my workspace on a daily basis. Yeah. Now, if I were driving to see my client at her house, that is a tax deduction. Yes. Okay. But driving to and from work is not. It's not. Got it. Okay, I've got another one. What about beauty services like nails? Okay, so like oh, yeah. I, if I'm teaching, your nails have to be nice. If Just I'm be- speaking, beauty, ser- hair, nails, yes. all that. Is that right? Well, let me for get that? my lashes done because that's marketing for my yeah. business. That- so people will ask me about lashes, and I'll tell them, "Hey, I do lashes." It's not a tax deduction. Uh, <laughs> it's not. No, no, our CPA told us not. No, either. it's not. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not a tax deduction. But if you're on camera. Like you make a living like you're doing a newscaster. video. Newscaster. I always thought they would get to do. The makeup artists that they pay. Okay. That's the deduction because it's a service they are providing that's a necessity for the job that they are doing. Got what it. about plastic surgery? They have to look young. <laughs> it depends on the industry. Oh, really? I don't need plastic surgery to, to do lashes on my no. clients. Yeah. Now, if I need eye surgery because I need that for work, that then could yes, be LASIK. LASIK. Like vision. Exactly. It's pretty common sense. It sounds like a lot of this stuff. You know what? Believe it or not, it's not. <laughs> and, and it's not because we're dumb. It's because there's so, so much. There are so many categories. There are so many loopholes. Yeah. There are so there are many loopholes. I guess that's the big and, thing. And there are different loopholes for multimillionaire corporations and solopreneurs trying to get to six figures. Mm-hmm. So there are different loopholes. And again, that's why having a CPA is, is so important. very important because I don't want to start using my business accounts, business bank accounts to go get my nails done, to go get my lashes done. And then my CPA sees that and is like, Mm-mm, Mm-mm. nope. Because that can, over time, that can start raising some flags with the IRS. And the last thing I want, the last thing I want any for anyone is to get audited. Yeah. So it, it's like a red flag for like fraud, right? Like you're stealing from the company? Yes. And obviously at that level, you wouldn't be doing tax evasion or anything like that. But yeah. they'll be like, hey, you know what? You, you submitted this as a business expense, but it wasn't. So now you have to pay us back. Another one I want to ask is buying a car. I've seen people talk about 
Okay, driving, no, unless you're going to like Lashcon or IBS or some show. I'm assuming networking events too. That, well, what that, about if all, you put what like about a, if you buy a car? An advertisement on the card that says your your business. The cost of that sign is a write-off. Is, is a write-off. But not the car itself. Not the car itself. Okay. So cars generally are not write-offs. I know I've seen people buy a car, put your logo on it, and now that's a write-off. Correct. It, because it just depends on the business. So if I'm buying a truck for my construction business, yes, yes that is right. Because I am only using it for business. business. Yeah. But my car is primarily personal use, not primarily. Now, there are some mobile lash artists that will get like a van and they have a bed in the back. Yeah. That's a tax deduction mm-hmm. because the client is going in there yeah. to get their service. So it just, again, it all depends. It all depends. I think the same thing's true probably with phones. I know. We have a work phone that is just for work. And then I have my personal, which I, by the way, 95% of what I do on my phone is probably work, but I don't write this off. Is there a level that, where you could write off your phone partially or is it just it's your work or it's, it's for personal or? You can do that if you want to have it all under one plan, right? Yeah. Instead of two separate. So you can take advantage of like the family plans and, and yeah. stuff like that. You can. So if you have two lines, but one is for personal, one is for business, then you would enter 50% of the cost of that cell phone yeah. service. You would use that as a deduction for your business. Okay. So we have gotten a taste of this tax world and how important it is that we get on top of these things. Can you tell us how you can help? Well, uh, before we get to that, okay. I want to get to her thing, but I do want to cl- get one more thing, which is kind of related. Go for it. And that is talking about really tracking all your details. So we've talked about there are some things that you're going to be able to write off, some things you're not. And I think one of the key things is when you have a business, make sure that you have your personal account and your own basic account, and then you have a business account. That's going to help your taxes at the end of the year be very clean because obviously – if everything you pay out of your business account is in some way a write-off because it's an expense that actually had to run your business. And then like for Tess, her lashes, her hair and all that, it's in her personal account so that we don't confuse people at the end. There are so many levels to that question yeah. because the first thing we need to do is, like you said, is we need to have separate banking accounts, a separate checking account for your business and a separate savings account, preferably two savings account because I like to save for my business growth and my taxes. I don't like to commingle just because the way my brain works is I like to see it separately. If I just have it all in In one one account, it's kind of easier to see like, oh, I have so much more when 30% of that is is taken for my taxes. It's almost like my tax savings account is non-existent to me. The money just automatically goes in there. I don't want to touch it. I've heard people who set that bank account at another bank so they never see it. Like it just automatically gets put in that account and then they don't know it exists because they don't check that bank account. You can totally do that. That's a little Whatever helps yeah. your brain because we think differently. Yeah. We process money differently mentally, right? So whatever, do whatever works for you. If you can track it all in one account, good for you. Do I recommend it? No, yeah. because why do that when most savings accounts are for the most part free? Yeah. And you get some interest too. Yeah. I mean, 0.01, but okay. Not much, but something. something. (laughs) Do you know how my brain works financially? It works like this. Do, 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 do. That's most of us. But that was me before I learned. So this isn't just something that I've always known. That was me when I did the bookkeeping for my dad's business. That was me. And the 
tears and the frustration and then the guilt because I ended up costing him money because I didn't do something correctly. And no one there to help me. There were no online courses. There were no YouTube videos back then in the 90s. There were no YouTube yeah. videos to help me with that. Nowadays, there are so many YouTube videos that can actually end up confusing you more than helping you. So first is separating your money. Second is allotting a an amount to pay yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to know how much to pay yourself. And you cannot know how to pay yourself again kind of working backwards, unless you are pricing your services correctly, unless you know your overhead, unless you are charging enough. So there are so many layers to this and I don't want to overcomplicate it. So keep your money separate from your personal. Yeah. Make sure that you are putting money into your savings account for your taxes. See, I love this because I know that a lot of people, like at one time when we were first doing it, it just was one account. And we didn't technically pay ourselves. We just paid, used the one account to pay bills and stuff like that. And that's what I want some of our listeners to change and to get financially literate so that you are paying yourself so that you do have a track record for that. Because what if you want to buy a house or something like that? Exactly. Just at a recent event that we were at, I was speaking with a gal and she said, well, my CPA said I'm profiting. And I said, well, did you pay yourself? She said, well, no. I said, then you're probably not profiting. You're working for free. Yeah, your salary is an expense. And if you're a corporation, that is right off. It takes you, lowers your, in- right. your expenses because it's, you'll be paid taxing personally off of that. Correct. So if you do it right, it's like you're getting legit. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? My goal is to reduce the stress of beauty profession- for beauty professionals at the end of the year. Because there's no need to have so much stress at the end of the year, if you just do a little bit of preparation, once you learn how to use it, once you go through your setup, once you get familiar with clicking the right buttons and organizing things in the right place, really the maintenance of that is maybe 30 minutes. Yeah, really quick. So we have 30 minutes. Now, my next goal after that for my students is, and anyone who takes the course, is to then get to the point where they can then hand it off to somebody else to a Mm. professional bookkeeper. My expectation is not for them to do it for the rest of their careers, for the rest of the longevity of their business. The goal is to hand it off to somebody else, right? We want to delegate. We want to get things off our plate so that we can focus on what we really love to do. But you can't do that without understanding first. You cannot hand your money over to somebody if you don't understand the financial health of your business. So no matter what, you should learn this. You should know this. Yeah, and I think... Just to kind of go over the basic idea. So at the beginning, you're going to make sure you have two accounts, which, and this is just recapping that I want to get into really where people can go. And then really what your thing's going to teach them is, okay, you're going to create buckets in a sense where everything goes and expenses because everything should be put into something. Now, you like you said, depending on how much detail you want, you can make it really simple. Like marketing could be just anything that has to do with marketing, email, posting, 
are paying someone to help you with it. it doesn't matter. It's just yeah, one your business big cards. Business cards. All have just you don't have to go into paper, print. You can if you want to do all the different things, but you can just keep it really so you have a marketing account, then you have your business like office expenses, and then you'd have your back bar, which is just your glue and your lashes, and then your salary, which would fall hopefully with a payroll service that you put that through, hopefully, because you get your taxes taken out automatically. So you don't have to worry about that stuff and so forth. So you would set that up with this will show you how to set up those type of things, right? Yeah. And QuickBooks is again is so smart that when you click your industry, it already has recreated oh, expenses and income accounts. That's smart. Yes. Very, very smart. And then I took it a step further and I created a list of what they absolutely have should have. have in there, yeah. whether QuickBooks has it or not. And you can create categories, right? And you, you can, can add, add as many categories like a spreadsheet, as you just... want and subcategories, okay. which you, if you really want to... get nerdy about it. Yeah. That's great. And the things that you added is specific to the lash professional? Specifically okay. to the lash and beauty professional. Yep. And then so once you get those buckets all set up, those categories, I guess, and then you connect it to your bank account... You can just start entering at basically do you do weekly, daily? How often do you usually update or you said it's updated automatically? So you just go on and and you just have to verify the stuff, yep. right? And I do that a couple of days after my end of the month. Okay. And the reason why, so month ends the thirtieth or thirty-first. So maybe the weekend after or a few days after, depending on my client's schedule, I will go in and I will make sure that everything is categorized correctly, everything is entered correctly, and then I will do what's called a reconciliation. And that is pretty much essentially matching what my bank said. I spent and received to what QuickBooks has. And you need the both of them to the match. match. Yeah. They have to match. And so that's a whole lesson is in reconciliation on the course because it's really important because if something is off and then you go and you, then that means that your profit and loss statements, your income statements, all of your money will in QuickBooks will be off. So it needs to match to the penny. It's it not. sounds hard, but QuickBooks does it all. And I remember back in the day when I used it, I, it would actually reconcile like, oh, you're off by 20 cents and you just hit a button and it would say, it just corrects it. it, it I want to hug you, Tess, because no, no, you look so... No, no, you guys don't understand. <laughs> and I'm so embarrassed to say this, but I know that somebody's going to feel like, okay, at least I'm not as bad as she is. <laughs> but like in the olden days when we had checkbooks, like I couldn't... We had ledgers. Yeah. Yes. Ledgers. Do you remember? Well, I could never balance the checkbook. So what I just did was said, okay, well, as long as there's this much amount, then I'll never have to balance yes. how, yeah. and that's how my brain works because I'm like I cannot figure it out I'd be like two cents where did the two cents go so anyway yeah. I'm like thinking oh my gosh okay well if you're saying it's magic now and it just you push a button and it works then okay I'll trust you I mean, it's like the AI of financial organization. Yeah. And we're in that AI era right now. So it'll get easier probably um, with it's AI. it's only going yeah. to get easier. So let's, let's, time unfortunately is running out and I realize I could talk to you about yeah, this stuff for a too. couple hours. <laughs> but let's find out where people can find you. What is the course you offer? Because I really think if anyone right now is feeling with Tussa's pain, uh. even if you're not, you should look into this because this will give you, I think, that grounding, that background so you understand your numbers so that you can take to that next level. You're limited, really. I think your ceiling is lower when you don't understand your numbers. You just, as a business operator, have less opportunity for growth, less opportunity because you're not going to take chances because you don't know if you have the money. So you're, Or worse, you're going to take dumb chances and then put yourself out of business. 
one yeah, of those, you know. And I've seen that way too much. It's like, I have a positive bank balance, so I have money to spend. I can go and buy the new thing that so-and-so yeah. launched, and then you end up spending three, $400, and then suddenly it's like, oh, I can't pay. Yes. We made that mistake yeah. when we had the salon. We sold a bunch of gift cards, and we had like thousands of dollars in the we account. We bought furniture. We bought furniture. We're like, and then the I, next couple yeah. months, we're like, spice gift cards. We're yeah. poor? I don't yeah. understand. Well, yeah. Anyhow, we'll get to that story. But let's let's find out where they can find you and all the details about your class and all that. So you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Cecilia Wiscom. And the website is CeciliaWiscom.com. You want to spell that? Uh, yeah. C-E-C-I-L-I-A-W-I-S-C-O-M-B. Like comb. Yeah, like comb. With the silent B. Whisk yeah. comb. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. The course is called QuickBooks for Beauty Pros. And I launch it typically towards the closer to the quarter end so that people have plenty of time to learn it and get themselves organized. So it's not evergreen. I mean, they, it's something you, they meet with you and have scheduled classes and all that. It's not evergreen. It's, it's a live launch Okay. and they can get on the wait list so that they can get information and yeah. so that they don't miss the dates. And I'm really hoping that people start utilizing this tool before the end of the year. And so that they don't have to spend January organizing Scrambling. a year's worth of, <gasps> of transactions. So the sooner you do this, the sooner you can get everything organized. So that end of year, because it's our busiest time as service, beauty service providers, the last thing we have is 40, 50 hours to do a year's worth of transactions. So in my webpage, you can see there's the link for the QuickBooks for Beauty Pros waitlist. And if you guys have any questions, please DM me. I'm always happy to, to answer them and help you understand how beneficial this can really be for your business to help it grow. I'm so thankful that you came and you took your time to share this stuff. I mean, it's so intimidating to me, but I'm going to trust you that it's bite-sized and you can do it. <laughs> Very I, bite-sized. It's so important. Yes. I know it's yeah. so important. It is really Thank important. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so passionate about bringing this out to, to help so many overwhelmed lash professionals that are amazing lash artists. Yeah. But we're not amazing we're not or savvy business owners. They, nobody teaches us that. And this is one of those things where we always talk about how people are always, always like, what do I want to do with my career? I, I can't do lashes for the rest of my life. But what I love is that we can all bring our expertise and our passion from other things that we've done. Like for me, events producing is something I've done in my life. So guess what? We did LashCon. It just made sense. Like, let's do a big event. But for you, you have a background in bookkeeping and you're bringing that into the last world to be a blessing to our industry. So if some of you out there are listening and are like, yeah, I, I'm, I'd like to do something other than lashing. Man, just look at your skill set. Look at your background. I mean, Dina was a welder. I'm still trying to figure out how Dina's going to bring welding into the lash industry. But that said, Dina Peterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she lash. can build amazing lash beds. Yeah, like probably. Ergonomic yeah. lash beds. You can find your passion, what you love, and connect it to lashes in different ways. And so what you're doing for the industry, I think is huge and a huge blessing and no one is teaching this. So I really, anyone, I mean, we should have, I know over the next like eight months, we'll have like eight, 10,000 people listen to this thing. Every one of you right now, if you're listening, it doesn't matter when you're listening, (laughs) you should go call her and sign up and get on board, especially if you don't have a bookkeeper and you don't have a CPA and you've been avoiding this. And every year you cry when you write that check, or oh, every gosh, year yes. you, you set up another payment plan with penalties with and penalties interest. And Ooh, interest. No. 
You, you just kind of stop that. So right now, right, right now, right now, right now, <laughs> go to, I'll put it in the show notes so you can find her information or just go to her Instagram or website and sign up today to get it. I promise you, this might be the best thing you do in your business this year. Thank you so, so much. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure having you in the studio. It was so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, that's a wrap. We are done. We are out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at The Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my last money, Tusney, as well as our special guest, Cecilia, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.